Hi friends, this is Jillian and Kaylin, and you're listening to In Case You Missed It on Teach Me How to Adult, a podcast on navigating the ups and downs of adulthood, from managing stress and finances to crushing your career and love life. Tune in every Monday as we share game-changing tips from our guests that you might have missed. Adulting isn't easy, but we got you. When it comes to sexual compatibility, how should partners navigate different erotic preferences? So one partner might be really kinky and the other really not into that. And some might be really into sensuality and kind of foreplay and the others just very motivated by the act of sex. So how do how do they bridge that that gap if there is one? Yeah, I, I always like to take it back to emotions. So whatever it is you're into, whether it's like kinky play with whips and chains or something more sensory play, uh, what is it you want to feel? Like, how do you want to feel? Because it's not usually just physical. It's usually emotional. Every human interaction is emotional, which makes all sex emotional, whether it be a casual hookup or a long-term, you know, lovemaking with with a partner. And so Mm -hmm. how is it you want to feel? Like, I go back to your kind of core erotic feeling and elevated erotic feelings. Um, Do you want to feel subjugated? Do you want to feel powerful? Do you want to feel adored? Do you want to feel nervous? Do you want to feel, even some people want to feel humiliated. Some people are turned on by feeling jealous. Like, what is it? What emotion underlies your fantasy? And then what are other ways that I can help you to feel that? Now, if one of you wants something that the other doesn't, then I think it's important to have a conversation about your whys. Like, what is it that appeals to you about a specific thing, physically, sexually, spiritually, relationally, personally, practically, all the things. And if you're not into something, let's get into your why, right? Like, what is it that you perhaps fear? What makes you uncomfortable here? What vulnerabilities is it bringing up? Because Ooh, if you can get into the vulnerabilities that surround sex and erotic play, ooh, that's when you can subjugate these potentially negative emotions. You can just really subvert them and have fun with it. So uh, you don't have to want the same things to be compatible. Uh, I do think that compatibility is probably related to your openness to trying other things, right? So if you're Mm -hmm. both equally invested in considering other options, then you're probably going to be compatible. If it's a no way, no how, end of conversation, that's when we run into impasses. And a lot of people seem to feel nervous asking for what they want in the bedroom or introducing something new into the mix, especially if it's like a newer relationship and you're still kind of early, early days. Is there any specific language or conversation starters that you recommend for people to broach these subjects? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the easiest things to do is just ask a partner, how do you feel about that? Like, what do you think of this? So you're, you're kind of approaching with curiosity. Uh, I often recommend mm-hmm. that you turn to pop culture. So if you see something on TV or on Netflix uh, and it's an interaction that makes you a little uncomfortable or makes you a little excited, use those as conversation starters. Like, oh, what did you think of that scene? Or how did you feel about the way she spoke to him there? Because oftentimes that third-party bridge can make it easier to talk about more complex personal topics because it doesn't feel as personalized. We're talking about characters. We're talking about fictionalized situations, but it also offers you insights into how I think and how I feel. Uh, and then, you know, my language around introducing something new is always start with the positive, make an inquiry and then make your, make your request. So like tell them what you're loving, uh, create an opening for, for them to share what they're into. Like, oh, is there anything you'd like to try? Or do you want to talk about any of your fantasies? Or, uh, you know, is there something that's been on your mind? And then, you know, what I'd love to try with you is this thing. And maybe like highlight the the benefits. Oh, if, if we did that together, I feel like I would feel um, so cared for. Or that would really help to put me in the mood. Or that would make things like, I just feel like that would be so intense between us. So positive inquiry 
and request. So we've got spontaneous sexual desire and responsive sexual desire. And spontaneous is like, oh, I went to work all day, uh, made dinner. If you have kids, maybe you help the kids with homework, put them to bed, uh, talked on the phone with your neighbor who's complaining about, I don't know, a shared fence. And they get into bed and spontaneously after that day, you're like, yeah, I want sex. Not super realistic for most <laughs> people. Most of us in long-term relationships experience far more responsive desire, meaning we don't want sex. We don't desire sex spontaneously. But if we do something to get physically aroused, the subjective desire follows. So partner whispers in my ear, I ask for a massage, I reach for my toy, I start fantasizing about Eva Mendez, like whatever it is that gets me going, I, I realize, oh, okay, I remember sex, I remember that thing, that thing feels good. Thanks for starting your week with us. If you enjoyed today's In Case You Missed It, check out our show notes for the full episode. We would love it if you subscribed, left us a comment or a rating, and followed us on Instagram. See you next time.